It's Guys Guy Radio. Here's your host, Robert Manny. Welcome to Guys Guys Radio. This is your host, Robert Manny, welcoming you to the show, Guys Guys Radio, the place where where men and women can be at their best, everyone wins. We're on KCAA, 106.5, FM, 1050 AM, and all over the internet. Our special guest this evening is Lauren K. Walker. She's written a book called Energy Medicine Yoga, Amplify the Healing Power of Your Yoga Practice. Did you know that over 300 million people worldwide practice yoga? That's a staggering number, 36 million in the U.S. alone, and the number of people who are practicing yoga has doubled since 2012, and it's grown, I think, like fourfold for people over 50 in the last three years. So it's really amazing how yoga has gone from, you know, something that was considered kind of way out there to something that's so mainstream because it's, so, uh, it's such a great practice in terms of uh, keeping your, your spine and your body supple, your, uh, your breathing in line with your grounding yourself, your centering yourself. And yoga is just a, is, is an amazing practice. I'm, I'm not a great yogi myself. My wife is. She is certified to teach yoga teachers. So uh, her, uh, her kind of foundation is in hatha yoga, which is a physical practice. It's all about like kind of striking a balance. It's very breath-oriented. There's also, of course, there's the hot Bikram yoga there's the Astanga, which is a kind of a specific set of, uh, of uh, flowing movements. There's power yoga, yin yoga, which uh, holds different poses, uh, vinyasa, which is very popular, which is, again, all about flow. And uh, there's so many people who are uh, practicing yoga now, whether it's uh, athletes, uh, professionals, etc. Just everybody seems to be on the yoga bandwagon now. So imagine... You know, with, uh, imagine if you could harness the power of yoga and add to it some qualities that would make it a uh, kind of a, a healing and a preventative uh, wellness practice. Just take it to the next level. Uh, and that's what our guest Lauren Walker is going to talk to us about this evening about energy medicine yoga. So really excited about talking to her. Um, there's so many ways you can take care of yourself. I think as you, you get older, you want to do more stretching. You want to start to look at your diet. You want to rest more. You want to focus a little bit more on your breath. You want to make sure you continue to exercise. You want to have movement. Uh, you want to get out there in nature. And also you want to have a positive out, outlook. I, I'm a boomer, and I know so many people in my age bracket, they have hip replacements. They just keep kind of consuming and uh, doing the same thing that they've been doing since they were in college, they really haven't uh, kind of shifted gears. And uh, I found being a, I, I love to run, but as a runner, I learned recently that, you know, swimming is probably a better workout for me now. It's probably a better workout than running in general. I might be, be causing a controversy by saying that, but um, I'm pretty gassed when I swim, but I'm not when I run. Uh, but I think there's less stress on the body when, uh, and uh, on the joints and everything like that when I'm uh, swimming versus when I'm running. And uh, it's just a matter of I, I've decided to adapt what I do, how I take care of myself uh, over the years, knowing that, you know, eventually things are going to start breaking down if I keep running the amount of miles that I've been running. And I can feel it every once in a while a little tweak in the meniscus or, 
uh, lower back pain or whatever, it goes away, but I know not, not good stuff. So you have to adapt. It's like, you know, the pitcher, like CC Zabathia, he was a power pitcher and now he's older and he, he throws a lot of breaking balls and he uses his savvy. And remember like Larry Holmes, the boxer, he, as he got older, he was like the wily veteran and you ha- you have to kind of, uh, I'm not saying abandon your game, but you need to change your game a little bit and use your mind and connect that mind-body connection as you get older. It's not just all power and muscle and, and uh, testosterone. You've got you've to get into the flow. But, but we can do it. And uh, I'm so excited uh, about that notion to talk to somebody who is not only an expert in the area of practice of yoga, but also has developed a, a message and an energy medicine uh, protocol for it that she's been working on for years, Lauren Walker. So I think it's going to be a fantastic show on Guys Guys Radio, your place where we're men and women can be at their best, everyone wins. So she's going to be out shortly. What else has been going on? Well, I hope you're enjoying your summer, dealing with the traffic on the 5, on your way to the beach, the 101, the 805, whatever you're doing out there in Southern California. I'm still here in New York City and at the Jersey Shore because I have my homes up for sale. I have a little place at the Jersey Shore and a place in the city. And the real estate market is really surprisingly slow. You know, the stock market's never been higher. The interest rates have never been lower. But everybody's taking this kind of wait and see uh, position on the marketplace. And I see, you know, looking at the comparables in the neighborhoods and stuff, and people are just waiting and watching and it's really tough, and I'm really uh, eager. My wife and I and my son were eager to get out there to Southern California as soon as possible, but we don't want to just give it away to get out there. So anyhow, we're excited. It's going to be a great summer anyway, so I hope you're enjoying it as much as I am. Guys, Guys Radio, we're going to be talking with Lauren K. Walker about energy medicine yoga. Robert Manny's The Guy's Guy's Guide to Love is a fast-paced tale of flawed men and savvy women competing for love, sex, power, and money in the city where they play for keeps. It's the men's successor to Sex in the City. The Guy's Guy's Guide to Love is a sexy romp through the fast-moving, high-stakes world of Madison Avenue. Available now on Amazon and wherever books are sold. Okay, everybody, we're on Guys Guys Radio. As I mentioned, we're going to get into energy med- medicine and yoga. So two very distinctly different areas of expertise, but they do work together. And I have a very special guest, Lauren Walker. She's the author of Energy Medicine Yoga, Amplify the Healing Power of Your Yoga Practice. She also has a, another book, Energy Medicine Yoga Prescription. And the one we're going to talk about today is her third book in the series, The Energy Medicine Yoga Prescription. We're going to talk about five core practices for lots of ailments. This is for, for wellness. Discover three essential habits for well-being, how to activate the body's natural healing intelligence, and how to create a powerful new vision for health and happiness. Let me tell you a little bit about Lauren. 
Um, again, she's the author. She's a celebrated yoga teacher and meditation teacher since, well, she's been doing it for about 20 years. She's created something called Energy Medicine Yoga, EM Yoga, while teaching at Norwich University. Um, the success of her work led her to the publication of the first book. She teaches EM Yoga across the U.S. and international. She's been featured all over the place, Yoga Journal, Yoga Digest, LA Yoga Magazine, Mantra Plus, and the New York Times. She She's at a level where she trains yoga teachers to teach this highly intuitive, simple healing method. And she was recently named one of the top 100 most influential yoga teachers in America. So let's uh, let's bring her out here because she's got a lot to say and a lot to teach us. And uh, I've asked Lauren to keep it at a level where we can all kind of process it, including myself, learn something and put it to practical use. So welcome to Guys Guys Radio, Lauren Walker. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. I really love um, your audience, um, getting to share this work with a lot of men. This work actually started when I was teaching at Norwich University, which is the oldest private military college in the country. And versus a lot of yoga classes that I teach now, which are predominantly women, um, in Norwich, my classes were predominantly men, 90 to 95% men. So it was really great to get to work with that um, demographic, which isn't as much represented in the yoga world. So I'm happy to have another chance to work with some men again. Great. And you'll be working with ladies too, because uh, uh, the audience is really seekers, uh, both men and women who are looking to kind of get the best out of life. And that's what Guys Guys Radio is all about. When men and women can be at their best, everyone wins. So what we do here is we bring special guests out who offer some teaching, some insights, ways to make our everyday lives better in a way that's very digestible. And then it's up to the audience to say, hey, this I'm vibing with this or maybe not that. And then they take it. But what we do is we bring it to them. So let's get right into it. Uh, I think most people are familiar with yoga, but what makes EM yoga a little bit different and a little bit more special, if you will? Mm-hmm. So basically, energy medicine yoga works with the underlying energy of the body. So energy is all there is. That's all we are is energy that's vibrating at uh, different frequencies that make us It looks like we're solid, but we're actually just energy and space, vibration, sound, and light. And that can be a really difficult concept to grasp because we feel solid, and you look at somebody else and they look solid, and if you go and shake their hand, you're shaking a solid hand. But all of that is um, what our senses are perceiving, the reality of it and the scientific reality is we really are just space and vibration and so once you start to understand that you understand that there is a language to that energy just like where now we're speaking in english your body is speaking to you but it's speaking in the language of energy and it's a very simple language to learn and when you learn that language and you can start to work with your energy then Everything that is above that, which is your physical body, your emotions, your spiritual life, your health, um, everything that you do is built on this framework of energy that most of us can't see. So it's this kind of bringing into the light, the into consciousness, what is actually happening in and underneath the physical body. So that once you get your energy aligned, everything else works really well and easily because it's all based on the energy. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's uh, connected a lot to emotions and stuff. People don't realize that emotions, um, but let me back it up a little bit. I went through an Ayurvedic um, protocol after I had a bout with uh, 
uh, a, a small growth in each kidney. And uh, when I went through after the final, the second surgery, and I had one of the best surgeons in New York, and he said, everything's cool, 98% chance you'll never have this again. Now that was five years ago. I don't even go for MRIs or anything. I asked him, I said, well, how did, I, how did, I, how did this happen? And he said, uh, s- sporadic. And I'm like, hmm, great surgeon, not the answer I was looking for. So uh, through Dr. Amit Goswami, who has been a guest on Guys Guys Radio, he said, you should look at Ayurvedic protocol, which really based, is based on kind of cleaning up your internal environment. And that's where you either get sick or not. Because if you had something and it gets cut out, well, what's the what, what, what's to stop that from growing back again? What you really need to do is clean out the environment. And so something like that can't happen because it's all based on um, your life, your lifestyle, and pent-up emotions. And they've found that um, a lot of uh, sickness, uh, illness is tied into specific organs and specific trauma in the organs based on things that may have happened 10, 20 years ago that have not been kind of processed properly and out of your system. Talk to us a little bit about that and how EM yoga works with that. Mm-hmm. Well, you're absolutely right in that the environment is everything. And there's a whole study of um, called epigenetics right now, which is that what you do and what your environment is has a greater effect on your health and longevity than anything that's in your genes, which for years everyone thought everything is in the genes and the genes and the genes. And it's actually right. not true. It's in your environment. And so um, when you're talking about the Ayurvedic protocols, a lot of it has to do with diet intake and outtake of food and and nutrients in the body is the root cause of disease in the Ayurvedic principles, your digestion and elimination, Um, your microbiome, which is a whole other thing, other facet we could talk about it in a different segment, um, which is also sort of how the gut bacteria work to keep your internal environment healthy. But your internal environment is also very much guided by your thoughts, your feelings, your emotions, and um, to a huge degree. And there's actual science now behind this showing us that our emotions affect our physiology and our physiology affects our emotions. So it's incredibly, incredibly important. And if we don't learn how to process our emotions and release them, they cause stress in the body. They interrupt neuropeptide flows. They also cause um, density and a lack of function and movement in the tissues, including in the organs. So we do need to start working with our emotions um, and clear them out, harvest the information that they're bringing to us, but then release the energy of those. And so that's one of the really strong practices. The reason that um, this book that we're talking about, the Energy Medicine Yoga Prescription, it is based on um, one of the energy systems of the body called the five elements, mm-hmm. which is the theory that everything that's happening in the universe, in your life, in your mind, your personality, your spirit, your physical body, everything falls into five different categories or elements. And the reason that I chose that is because it gives us an, a, a really clear, precise way to work with our emotions to connect our emotions to the area of the physical body that something is maybe going awry in and then practices to work with work with our emotions to release them and keep the energy moving because energy needs to move. It needs to flow and it needs space. So working with our emotions is a really key part of that. 
Okay, so a couple of takeaways for our listeners is that one, uh, disease um, is directly can come from the gut. Um, I, studies have shown that things like Parkinson's, Alzheimer's can actually start in your gut, uh, and that ties in with the Ayurvedic principles that we're talking about. And also your emotions can have a, a very a large impact on your overall health and well-being. And when you have stored emotions, whether it's fear or anger or whatever, they go into different organs. Uh, if, you, if you look it up, like kidneys is related to fear. And that at that time in my life before then, I was in a very stressful five-year period in advertising where every day was based on kind of fear-based management. And uh, I'm sure that my work uh, affected my health. And uh, so, you know, it, it's very interesting. And I think what Lauren's doing is really something that's uh, super important and super helpful for us. Uh, let's talk about these five elements because uh, I think they're water and wood and metal and earth and something else. I'm missing one. What's the fifth one? Fire. 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 Yeah. And I went through, there's a test in the book where you can figure out what type of person you are and then they'll tell you about your tendencies and then the work you need to do on yourself to keep yourself healthy. And there's a lot of yoga positions and mudras and, and movements you can use to get that energy flowing or release the negative energy out of the body uh, based on your body type. And I'm sure most people are like, they're mostly this element and partial that element. It's not, it's not super clean cut. I, I think, and a lot of men are probably wood. So I went through the wood section and it seemed right on with terms of, you know, anger and uh, power and aggression and all of that stuff. So talk to us about the five elements, um, how they kind of get laid out and what, what, let's take one, let's take wood then and say, what can people do uh, who, if they're wood? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's great. I'm actually going to give you what you can do if you're whatever element you are. Right. So you're right. Um, everybody has a dominant element, and that's the element through which you see the world and through which you um, perhaps get ill, but also get well through. So the elements are water, wood, fire, earth, and metal, and they go around in a wheel like that. And they also go on a different cycle called the control cycle. And it's a huge... Um, it's a huge system. It's actually a subsystem of Chinese medicine. And if anyone has had acupuncture, you know that this is aligned with the meridians. Um, but the five elements is just a subset of that. And it's a huge dynamic system because it contains everything in the universe. But what I also like is that it simplifies everything in the universe into five things. And so one of the powerful things, and you know, I like we talked about giving tools and takeaways to your listeners, and a lot of you might be driving in your car right now, and so you're not going to go your yoga mat out and do a full yoga practice. So what can you do? So I'm going to give you a little practice that you can do to move energy through each of these five elements. So water, let's just stay with the emotions because they're, like I said, everything is in these and I don't want to get too complex here, but let's just go emotionally. So water, the challenging emotion is fear. <clears throat> and we transform that into a positive emotion by increasing our courage. For wood, the challenging emotion is anger. And we want to transform that by increasing our assertiveness. Fire, anxiety is the challenging negative emotion, and we transform that with joy and inspiration. Earth, the, the challenging emotion is overcompassion for others, so worrying too much about what's going on with everybody else and not taking care of yourself, and we transform that with self-love. And then the fifth element is metal, and the overwhelming challenging emotion for that is grief, and we transform that by increasing our ability to let go. 
So I'm going to give you a sound to make for each of these elements. And this is part of what we call the peak pose. There's an actual physical pose that you take with the body and then this sound. But what I love about this sound is that even if, say you're in the car driving or um, you're going through a really challenging time of your life and maybe you're really depressed and you just can't get out of bed or you're really sick with something and you can't you know, get out and do a yoga practice or even go for a walk or you just don't know what to do. Just making these sounds is an incredibly powerful intervention because what it does is it activates both of the organs that relate to that element and um, all of the energy that relates to that element. And it starts to push that energy forward to the next element and the next and the next so that you start to get this movement. And that's what we want in energy medicine yoga. You want your energy to move. Anytime anything gets stuck, it causes problems. Think about it right now. If you're on the five and you're stuck in traffic, you're not happy. But when that traffic is moving and you're on your way to where you're going, you're like tickety-boom, everything's clicking along. Okay. Let's uh, talk a little bit about, um, uh, you mentioned uh, in the book, diet. Um, maybe we can take a few moments and talk about diet and uh, kind of the Ayurvedic way of eating. Because, uh, you know, we are kind of what we eat. And as I mentioned earlier, studies have shown that there is a tie between your gut health and, and some autoimmune diseases. And I'm not a doctor. And we just put information out there and you can Google it and you can talk to your doctor. And this is not anti-Western medicine by any means. I had an issue. I went to, you know, Western medicine. I had robotic surgery and it works. I believe that, you know, we should always be informed. And the best time to take care of yourself is before you go to the doctor. When you go to the doctor, the doctor is going to take care of what your ailment is. But day to day, we have to be in charge of that. And any good doctor will tell you that's a great attitude. That's what we want to hear, that we really have to be responsible for our own health, not just you know, pull into the mechanic, if you will, when the when you have a flat tire. You want to go in there feeling great just for a checkup and maybe you get your oil change or whatever and off you go. But we are really responsible for our own health. Absolutely. That is just so perfect what you just said. And that is the root of energy medicine and energy medicine yoga is really empowering you as the individual to, um, to understand how to take care of your, uh, of yourself and to increase your health and your vitality. Um, and there is so much out there about food and diet and nutrition, and there's a million different diets and everybody has, um, you know, the, all the experts saying what needs to happen. And then, you know, five years later, everything's changed. And, you know, first butter is bad. Now butter is good. Coconut right. oil is good. Now coconut right. oil is bad. So how do you know what to do? So I'm going to just share with you what I do. This I've spent, I'm not a nutritionist or a doctor. Um, my own obsessions with food and body image have led me to study nutrition and diet for years. And a lot of what I practice now is, again, you know, ancient wisdom. So more and more what modern and Western medicine is finding is that the ancient wisdom, uh, especially Ayurveda and Chinese medicine, the two oldest medical systems on the planet, actually got so much right and knew so much more that Western medicine is still just finding out. So I'm going to share with you some. Okay. All right. One of the things I read is that, you know, eating three times a day and not snacking. I'm sure I'm sure you get that. I don't mean to preempt you. But to me, that was so simple, yet so important. I'm like, and who doesn't snack? 
That's and and you know what? That is the the foundation. When before you even get to what you're eating is how and when you're eating, and that is the Ayurvedic guideline for eating is three meals a day, no snacks. So it sounds like the simplest thing in the world, and it is. It's so simple, three meals a day, no snacks. It's difficult in our environment, and again, um, we get so many, you know, my own doctor says to me, she's like, you need to eat small meals all day long. And I call my Ayurveda, and I said, the doctor just said to eat small meals a day. Why did she say that? <laughs> and my Ayurvedic friend said, that's what doctors basically say. And, you know, there is a time and a place for that if you are healing from something specific and you need um, a, a, a more very pinpointed nutritional outcome. You want to augment or nutri- something, you need to take a certain uh, something That's that has a certain right. ingredient to, uh, uh, you know, impact what your issue was. That's right. And you may need to eat more times a day if you're healing from something. But as an ongoing um, paradigm, it doesn't work because basically the body spends its most energy digesting. Mm-hmm. And so if you are constantly giving it food to digest, then that's what your body is spending all its time doing. And eventually it fatigues the body. The body doesn't any longer know how to burn stored fat for energy, which is its most efficient way of using energy, because you're constantly throwing down a granola bar, or even like something healthy, an apple or a smoothie. Your body still has to deal with it. So, I, you know, I use the metaphor from um, Downton Abbey. Mrs. Patmore was always in the kitchen, right? She was always cooking. She never got a break. Then someone would come in at three in the morning and they'd want some tea. So she'd have to get up and make the tea. If you're eating like that, that's your body. It's constantly working. It never gets to do the rest. It never gets to do the healing because it's always digesting. And so the second thing that the body spends its time doing is healing. So when you Mm -hmm. stop throwing food in it constantly, give it time in between meals to stop its digestion and to rest. And then it gets to turn to do something else and that's heal. Okay, that's, that's, I think, great advice and great consideration. Again, we put the information out there and you decide, listener, what you want to do with it. But um, I'll, I'll give you an example. When you, when you pl- play around with your diet, you can learn a lot about yourself. I spent three years, I'm crazy, by the way, but I spent three years, I wrote down everything I ate. This was about 20 years ago. And I learned, like, wow, I really love peanut butter and steak and, and rum. Uh, but uh, <laughs> I had an idea that I didn't realize how much I loved certain things. Then last year, I decided, hey, I want to come up with an, a diet because I've done every type of diet and the intermittent fasting didn't work for me and, and I've, I've yo-yoed like everybody else. So I said, I'm going to develop something new. So I came up with this concept called the process of elimination diet and I'm writing about it right now. It's a, I, I blogged on it, but I'm putting a short book together on it. And basically what I did was I gave up one food every week for 52 weeks last year. And what, I, what the things I gave up were based on what I was craving and what I learned after the entire year was that the, I knew certain things I craved. Most of them were sugar-based. Then they became salt snack, salty snack-based. And then that once I got past the craving, because each week there was something new I had to give up, I basically forgot about all these things. year later, I was down 24 pounds in great shape. The first quarter of this year, I decided I'll just eat what I want. And now I've learned. I've gained back eight pounds I'm still in good shape, but I uh, have decided, you know what, this has got to go. 
and this has got to go. So this year, what I've done is I give up something once every month. So it's a modified version of that protocol, but I'm giving up things that are really important, like ice cream or cookies or cake or something <laughs> like that. But the, the point is, when you when you take the time to learn about your habits, you can you can really do a lot to help yourself. And cravings are kind of the key to, I think, the way Americans eat. Talk to us about that, and then we'll get back into the specifics of the yoga. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, I mean, you're absolutely right. It's so interesting what you said that you gave up what you craved because, um, I, again, in Ayurveda, there's this principle that we go towards the things that are already bringing us out of balance. And so we crave the things that are actually going to take us more out of balance. So you're craving sugar and the more and more and more of that you eat, the more of that you crave, the more out of right. balance you become in, in that area. But I really loved what you're talking about about learning your yourself from watching your habits. And, um, you know, it took me years to get to this um, three meals a day, no snacks. And my best friend is a, an Ayurvedic practitioner. And she's told me years ago, this is how you should eat. And I, um, I had every excuse in the book, every excuse that everybody I talked to and all of you listening, I work out so much. I get low blood sugar. I need to eat every hour. I, you know, all of that stuff. And, um, you know, I had every excuse in the book. And um, she is not a pressuring person, so she just let me do what I wanted to do. And I talked to her again a few years later, and I'm having stomach aches again. And I used to have these when I traveled in South America and Central America for a long time, and maybe something, Mm -hmm. I have a parasite. And she said, "Um, why don't you check out this Ayurvedic principle and try three meals a day, no snacks? And at that point, I was ready to try anything. Because I had tried every diet under the book and I thought if I'm having stomach aches again, I'm going to have to strip down my diet again to ground zero and find out what it is that's causing the stomach aches. So I thought, well, I'll just try this and see. Three meals a day, no snacks. Within a day, my stomach aches stopped 100%. They were just done and have never come back. That was without even addressing anything that I ate just how I was eating, this constant mm-hmm. snacking, this constant eating, all so, I did. So, so three do you meals think a day, you, you, you gave yourself the three meals a day, gave your body time to get back to what it usually, what it wants to do is heal. So that's instead right. of digesting and just that's that right. little, just that it happened that quickly. So that's it a, that's a really that good, quickly. that's And, that, and there's studies, there are studies on that way of eating that that works for depression, three meals a day, no snacks. It mm-hmm. works to bring your body weight into balance. So I, I think we have a misplaced idea of, you know, everybody always wants to get thin and skinny and all of that. And that's not necessarily healthy. Right. Your body knows what weight it needs to be to be healthy. And if you go on this three meals a day, no snacks, your body will either lose weight to get to that perfect point, or some people it will gain weight and get to that perfect point. Because again, having a hyper skinny frame is not healthy either. You need to have um, a, a healthy a healthy body, and, and we could have a whole other show on that about body mm-hmm. image. But, okay. um, but yeah, that's a really good, and that's like an easy thumbnail. Just three meals a day, no snacks. Check it out. You'll find okay. a lot about yourself. Okay. This in the in the book you also have if you get into the five elements and uh, you, you show a lot of different poses. Talk to us a little bit about what your yoga background is, which type of yoga. For instance, my wife studied hatha yoga, and uh, you know a lot of people think yoga is this all is this stretching and these really difficult positions, and it's it's really a lot. It's based on breathing uh, pri- primarily. 
And uh, there's a lot of different types of yoga. So tell us a little bit about your uh, background in yoga and how you developed uh, what you developed now and what that actually is and uh, uh, simple ways that people can get into yoga. Because I think a lot of people are afraid like, hey, I'm not flexible. I can't do yoga. Talk to us a little bit about, you know, yoga in general and your background. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yeah, you know, it's interesting. When I started practicing yoga in 1996, I was hesitant because I thought yoga was for old people and boring. That's the perception of yoga 25 years ago. Flash forward to now, and now the perception is you've got to be hyper flexible, super skinny, like Hot. 20 years old. <laughs> yeah, you know, exactly. Wearing some cute little yoga outfit and a million Instagram followers. So it's so interesting, the different perceptions. Before, I thought it was for old ladies, and now everybody thinks it's for, you know, young, um, super skinny, super flexible gymnasts. And the truth is definitely um, much different than that. So Yoga is a practice about uh, transformation and acceptance. So it's about being with who you are in your body right now and then transforming that. But it starts from a place of acceptance. Breathing practices are huge, bringing the mind-body together. That's really the practice is having this union so that there's no more separation between you and yourself and you and others around you because that's a piece as well, certainly in the world that we live in today, understanding that we really are all connected to each other. And so this lack of compassion that we're having for others out there in the Mm -hmm. world speaks directly to the lack of compassion we have for ourselves. We can literally trace that right back. And so the practice is very much about moving the physical body, creating space and ease in the physical body. And that starts wherever you are. If you're in a wheelchair, that's where you start. If you can touch your toes, you start there. If you can't touch your toes, if you can lean over three inches, that's where you start. It's not at all about There's no um, end goal. It's a lifelong journey of keeping yourself um, grounded, keeping yourself uh, alive and aware of what's happening in the physical body. One of the things that's specific to EM yoga is this idea of checking in with yourself every day so that if you've got something that starts to go a little awry, you know it right at the beginning. You don't wait until a year later and your doctor's like, did you know that you had this huge growth on the back of your shoulder? And you're like, no, I never look at the back of my shoulder or touch my shoulder. You have an intimacy with your body so that you are the first line of defense with anything. And then, of course, you know, we use a lot of the standard yoga poses and practices. You know, you'll see a lot of things that if you take yoga that you'll that you'll recognize downward dog, upward dog, you know, all of that kind of all of those poses. But they're all interwoven with different techniques to activate these nine energy systems of the body and get them all to coordinate and harmonize and work together. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, I've studied yoga for 25 years. I studied with masters in many different disciplines. The main um, studying that I did was in Tantra yoga, which is not sex yoga, which is what a lot of people think. Um, Tantra means um, technology and weaving together different, uh, different, um, Uh, practices. So it's really a very comprehensive system. Um, And then, and the reason it kind of sex became its thing is because it doesn't deny sex as one of the ways that you can find health and healing and energetic transformation in the body, which everybody knows, right? Mm -hmm. That we have that experience in the best scenarios. And so um, 
you know, I was practicing all of these different forms of yoga, which are all wonderful and incredible. But then I met Donna Eden, who teaches energy medicine, and it added this whole other layer of miraculous ability. So this idea of working with your energy, let's just say, take this as a hypothesis. If energy is all there is, and you understand how to work with energy, you can do anything. That means the miracle healings, the overnight transformations, the slow but powerful transformations, those miraculous things are available and accessible. And when I met Donna, she's a miracle herself. She healed herself from MS. And it was like I had an opportunity to go deeper into the yoga practices, which are beautiful and powerful on their own. Or I had the opportunity to go down the miracle route. I went down the miracle route because why wouldn't you? Who doesn't want more miracles in their lives? And then I wove that in with the yoga and it supercharged both of the practices. And the thing that I love the most about it, you don't have to be special. You don't have to have some extrasensory ability to see energy or feel energy or um, you know angels or spirits or have your guides. You don't have to have any of that. You don't have to have any prerequisites. Miracles, health, thriving, and vitality is available to every single one of us. And the way to understand, to get there, to enter in that door is so ridiculously easy that you will start to laugh when you start to learn these practices. Got it. That's okay. Yeah. With Lauren Walker's our guest, it's Guys Guys Radio, your host, Robert Manny. Um, we're talking about her book, The Energy Medicine Yoga Prescription. So let's, uh, I've got some other questions, but let's dive a little bit more into some of those elements of the uh, yoga, the medicine yoga prescription. You, you talk about discovering three essential habits for well-being. We might have talked about some of them, but can you kind of uh, compartmentalize that for us? Mm-hmm. So it's really um, body, mind, and spirit. So the first is uh, with, with this energy component, which of course is the fourth layer, right? That underpins them all. Mm-hmm. So the first is getting your energy aligned and working for you. And there's some really simple techniques um, there. I write about them in both books. I have YouTube videos all over the place. It's called the wake up technique. It's this three to five minute little energy thing that you do uh, before anything that you're going to do in the first thing in the morning or before uh, a yoga class or before an important meeting um, or, uh, you know, a tennis match or a date or anything. You're going to get your energy awake, aligned, and working for you. Again, in harmony. And, and, and moving, metaphor, I guess, right? You want to keep it and moving? Absolutely. Keep it okay. moving. And, and I use the metaphor of like filling your tank with gas. Because if you have a half a tank of gas, you can't get very far. But if you have a full tank of gas, you can get where you want to go. And having your energy working for you is like having that full tank of gas. And you can fill it up anytime. Okay. The second piece is really your thoughts and beliefs. And that's, again, same with the Western studies that are coming out now about the connection between our emotions and our physiology. Your beliefs and your thoughts affect your physiology, too, very directly um, in a very powerful ways. And m- many of your listeners know about the placebo effect, right? You take a sugar pill, but you think right. it's a mm-hmm. healing mechanism and then you get the healing 
The exact opposite is also true. It's called the nocebo effect. So you can literally think yourself into an illness or a disease or into death. And there's a lot of studies around this as well. So your beliefs are incredibly, incredibly important. Thoughts are things. Thoughts are things, right? Oh, I like that. Thoughts are things. Yeah. So the energy, getting that aligned, getting your your thinking uh, aligned, and then um, that really, when we touched upon it with the diet and nutrition and body image, and that's sort of all wrapped into one, because it's like your beliefs about yourself, which are primal and are um, the start of how you are going to manifest yourself in the world, and they are transformable. And that's the thing about energy. It can change. We have patterns that are stuck, but they can change and we can repattern our energy. So, you know, having your energy working for you, your thoughts and beliefs, and um, and then th- that idea of that epigenetics, your environment. So what are you putting into your body? What are you putting onto your body? What kind of environment are you living in? Are you under LED lights or are you under natural lights or are you under incandescent and mm-hmm. you can start doing research on all of this, but even, you know, like everything that you put in around or near and with your body right. mm-hmm. should be clean and organic. Like stop the glyphosates on the yard, let the right. dandelions grow. They are healing herbs. So your environment. So that's the three things, your energy, your thoughts, and your environment. Got it. Okay. Um, I do. I, I don't practice yoga myself. I'm waiting. I'm going to do it starting next year. I've got a lot of other stuff I do. And one of the things I've been doing for about a year is Dan Millman, who wrote the Peaceful Warrior series. He has the Peaceful Warrior four-minute workout. And I started doing that. It's 15 movements. And a lot of them are kind of yoga-based. They look like the upward, upward mm-hmm. dog, is it? And um, mm-hmm. what I found is the key um, is unlocking the chi, the energy in your body through a series of movements that unlock areas like your spine, your hips, your chest, and it makes a big difference. So to me, it doesn't really matter what practice you do, but it's important to do these things to release and uh, release your energy. That means not, I don't mean get rid of your energy, but release it so it can be that creative force that creates our life. Could you uh, expand on that? Yeah, you're you're absolutely right. And I love Dan Millman's work. Um, and actually, I have a couple of classes on that same platform. I think you're talking about Daily Ohm. Um, and I have two uh, classes on Daily Ohm as well. And you're absolutely right. It's about unlocking um, that. He, he, it's the chi is the life force energy and prana is, in mm-hmm. yoga it's called prana um, and it is the energy that moves through all of these nine systems that I've been talking about right. and so like you said it's not about releasing it and having it no more it's about emptying Un- unleashing the well. it maybe maybe it's yeah, unleashing well, but- but it's also about emptying the well so then it yeah. can fill up again. So it's mm-hmm. this pulse of energy. It's like you have to exhale before you can inhale. And the more you exhale, the more you can inhale. Right. So you do want to release excess energy so that you can refill with it. And then you want to keep it moving and circulating through the body. So, yes, absolutely. The spine and the hips, um, it, it, very powerful. The thing that I love about energy medicine yoga is it gets more specific. So it shows you these movements and a lot of them. And like I said about the wake up, it's about getting your energy awake, moving forward and crossing over. And then the deeper you get into it, you learn how to, I call it grooming the body. So you learn how to, which direction the flows of energy go to make them the most optimal 
for yeah. healing, for thriving, for manifesting. Um, but yeah, get just as a start to get your energy awake, moving forward and crossing over, just that will change your life. Yeah. And, it, you know, it changes. Like I've, I've worked out, I lifted weights, I've run marathons. And, you know, as I think one of the things uh, uh, people need to consider also is as you age to adapt your program. That doesn't mean that you shouldn't work out with weights or anything as you get older. But, you, you know, I, I ran three marathons during the middle of the third marathon and I was in the best shape I'd ever been in. My body said, this is your last marathon. You need to li- listen to your body. And I had kind of a I kind of bonked in that marathon. And I realized that, you know, every little pain I've ever had running came up. And I think the, the point is to listen to your body and adapt. You know, you, you I feel better than I did 30 years ago. And I work out as hard as 30 years ago, but in a different way. And like I do things like the Dan Millman thing. And that makes me feel as good as I can possibly feel um, without having to pound myself and have like aches all over the place. And um, so I think that's important. You you mentioned some other things in the book, um, Lauren, about they're kind of like reflexology where you're working with pressure points. I'm sorry I got off track there a little bit. But um, talk to us a little bit about the importance of that, because as I mentioned, my wife also, she's uh, accredited to teach, train yoga teachers, and she's constantly always like touching her hands or different, uh, different points in her body based on something that's going on. And it's a real, it's a real art. And you mentioned some of those and show some uh, diagrams and photos for that in the book, and it's very helpful. Talk to us about that. Mm-hmm. So there are points all over the body that um, refer to different areas of the body or um, hold and move energy. So again, it's very tactile um, working with your energy. A lot of people think it's very esoteric and you're just kind of waving your hands around doing something magical like that. But the truth is there are like levers and pulleys and buttons all over the physical body. And uh, in, in the programs, I teach you where those are and what those do. And this point, you know, turns the energy on. This point mm-hmm. gets it crossing over. You know, it's interesting that you just talked about aging because um, several of those points that we hold in the book, working with spleen, working with kidney, right. are about um, helping us age well. So your energy doesn't age, right? The physical body ages, right. but your energy can um, break down if you don't keep it activated. And so a lot of those points that we're holding are to activate different energies in the body um, so that they they stay vibrant and they stay healthy. Um, so in yoga, there, there are points called marma points. In Chinese medicine, they're called reflexology points. Some of them are the same. Some of them are different. Um, but they're, they're all over the body. And, you know, one of the things it's easy to do before even you learn this system is, it, you, you know, you're talking about her massaging her hands or massaging your feet or your <laughs> knees or your elbows. And if you find any area that is sore... That's energy that is stuck. Anything right. that is sore in the body is stuck energy, unless there's a reason, a tumor or a cut or something. And so if you just massage it, you can open up space and let that energy start to move again without knowing what all of those points mean, um, if that makes sense. And just yeah, per- kind of perfect sense. And what's interesting, I think, for, for our listeners is that sometimes if you have a uh, there's a connection to um, the meridians that connect on your feet to different areas of your body or your hands. So you might have a, she she actually had a pain in her foot and she was rubbing her hand. So I'm like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. She goes, I have a pain mm-hmm. in my foot. I'm like, okay. I also noticed when I, uh, before I had my surgery, I had a little nodule on the bottom of my foot and it's gone now. And then I turned out I had a growth on each kidney and I had to get that taken out. And since then, and since I went through the Ayurvedic protocol, 
gone. So for me, uh, there, there's a definitely a connection between you know, what's going on uh, in terms of things that show up that you don't want to show up and things that on your body and in your body that give you little clues. I mean, you can, if you study this, you can find out where you may have some problems going on. And by touching different areas of your body, you can get a good sense of that connection. Talk to us Absolutely. a little bit more about that. Absolutely. That's so brilliant. Absolutely. It's, your body is giving you information all the time. Kidney meridian starts at the base of the foot, in, at the ball of the foot in between the first and second toe. And so um, if you had something there on your foot, it would be indicating directly to the kidney. Yeah. And, you know, our bodies are giving us information all the time. Some of it we totally understand. Pain, serious pain, you know that's, oh, my body is giving me information. But subtler pains, like if you start to massage your hands deeply or around your knees, there are lots of pressure points around the knees. If you massage them deeply, you're going to feel some pain there that you just didn't ever think was there because you never touched your body in that particular way. So that's one of the languages of the body. Intuition and insight is an, a language of the body. But there are all these other languages, pulsations, um, uh, heat, uh, buzzing. There's all of these languages. And when you start to work with energy medicine yoga, you start to learn these languages and learn these correspondences like you're talking about. If you feel one thing in this part of the body, it might mean something else over there. But the first line of defense is to have this constant communication with the body that you're checking in energetically with the body every day. So when you Got see it. something different, you're like, hey, that wasn't there yesterday. Why is that there today? Mm -hmm. Great advice. Okay, Guys Guys Radio, our special guest has been Lauren Walker. The name of her latest book is The Energy Medicine Yoga Prescription. It's fantastic. Lauren, great job. I think the work you're doing is fantastic. I think our listeners out there can uh, learn more about Lauren, uh, get her book, and really get to work on doing some of these good things to help with your wellness. Where can they find out more about you? Where can they find your book, etc.? So you can find the book anywhere books are sold. Call your local book dealer and ask them if they'll carry it. Um, and you can find all of my courses on emyoga.net. If you're a yoga teacher, I have a couple of teacher trainings coming up. Maybe your wife would be interested in it. I think she oh, would nice. love it. Okay. Yeah. And I've got a couple of retreats, one in upstate New York at the Omega Institute in the middle of June and one in Montana in August. So there's lots of opportunities to come study with me. As I mentioned, I have two really beautiful beginner classes on dailyohm.com. You can just mm -hmm. put Lauren Walker in and find those, and they're very affordable. So there's all kinds of ways that you can find me. emyoga.net has everything. Great. All right. Well, fantastic. And uh, let's do it again, all right? That would be great. Thank you so much. It was fun chatting with you. All right. You're welcome. There's never been a better time for men to be whoever they want to be, yet it's never been less clear who men really are. Guys Guy Radio, starring author Robert Manny, is on KCAA every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Whether it's relationships, sex, wellness, or spirituality, join Robert as he interviews the experts about how men and women can be at their best. Guys Guy Radio, better men better world.
Okay, that was a terrific discussion with Lauren Walker and her book, Energy Medicine Yoga. I think we learned that there's so much more to yoga than just stretching or twisting yourself up into a pretzel because some of those yoga poses are not that easy to hold. I have trouble still sometimes just sitting there with my, you know, with my legs crossed. But I do do a lot of uh, work in terms of stretching and uh, keeping the suppleness of my spine intact. And uh, I think it's really important that everybody does something in terms of preventative health care, in terms of using your body, stretching your body, working on your breathing, getting outside, earthing, getting those bare feet in the ground, and just getting part of nature, working on your diet, overall wellness. And I think a good foundation for that is what Lauren talked about today in energy medicine yoga. So that's kind of our guys, guys guide for today. I think it's been a great show. We're on KCAA, uh, Guys Guys Radio, every Wednesday evening at 8 p.m. Pacific Time, 106.5, 102.3 FM, 10.50 a.m. We're also on Spotify. We're on iHeartRadio nationwide. We're on TuneIn, Stitcher, Spreaker, Blog Talk Radio, iTunes. You can download the show on any of those uh, venues, and you can rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. I hope you do. Uh, it's all based on my novel, The Starting Point, the source material, if you will, The Guy's Guy's Guide to Love, which is a novel about two guys in advertising competing for love, sex, power, and money in New York City's world of advertising. It's been called The Male Sex in the City. It's a fun book. It's a romp. I hope you enjoy it. I hope you'll check it out. You can find it on Amazon. You can also find my 350-plus blog posts on robertmanni.com. And I'm also available to you on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all over the place. So I thank you so much for being part of the show and supporting me. What my aim is to just bring you more information, things for you to consider to live your best life. That's what Guys Guys Radio is all about, where men and women can be at their best. Everyone wins. Guys Guys Radio. And remember, guys, guys, finish first. <laughs>